Howdy, folks. Saxy Maxie here. Homies, it's time to talk about the Backdoor Cover Book Club. Y'all want to see the other nuts bets and even parlays that our Backdoor Boys bet? Have you ever wondered how these homies make up for their bad beats? Well, that's what the book club is for. By joining our Patreon for just $25 a month, you can see all the other wackadoodle bets we make on a daily basis. It's a private Discord server full of everything from Arches, CSGO, and Darts winners that'll make you sing 180 to Steve's flaming Hot Golf Picks and the Big Brain Phil Racing Picks, too. Head on over to thedgens.net or everyonehateswents.com, and you, too, can put on your reading glasses and join us in the book club. Howdy, homies, and welcome to the Sunday edition of the Backdoor Cover Podcast. My name is Saxy Max, and today I'm joined by a man who never doubted that his Chiefs were at least a good enough team to beat the football fish. It's Arch Stadden. Arch, those Chiefs only have two games left uh, in the playoffs, more or less, to make it to the Super Bowl. In all likelihood, they're going to see those danger zone bills. So how do you feel about those odds coming off a solid playoff performance yesterday? Uh, not great. Honestly, not great. <laughs> not feeling great. I, I'm that fool. That says, I look at the totality of a season more than I look at how they won in a wild card round football game. Got it. Say, uh, you didn't really look that good either during the wild card round. The defense carried your ass. So you're not like, you mean like a Vikings team that like, you know, will take any wild card round win as like a, you know, a full season victory, victory. You know, this is, this was a success, right? (laughs) Right. You're, you have, you're a little bit more grounded than that. Okay. Well, uh, Arch, you know, we were just about to kind of uh, chat about this pre-show here, but uh, your Chiefs will be seeing either the Bills or the Ravens next week. Now, do you have a preference between uh, either opponent that they would see? Well, Bills. Yeah, obviously. The Bills. Not the Ravens. Not the Ravens. Yeah. I'd re- much rather play the Bills right now. Just because you know, we've talked about this over and over and over again, you know, with mm-hmm. the Bills and their range of outcomes, you just don't quite know what to expect maybe you catch the bills on on a good day and josh allen says i'm going to throw five interceptions today right if you catch him on the right day that that that, right. that is that is true uh but you know the wills the, uh, the bills they have won three of their last four against the chiefs however uh and all of those yeah. in arrowhead uh with the one loss being that dandy of an afc divisional round game that literally changed playoff overtime rules so i mean i don't know if i'd want to see the bills it, it feels like i'd almost rather see the ravens there but you know I, with that yeah with that being said, the Ravens, they will be coming off the bye that they earned. Unfortunately, the Ravens have really had a difficult time making it out of the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, they've made it uh, into the uh, playoffs here five times since the 2012 Harbaugh Bowl, uh, but they've failed to make it to the conference championship every year since. So they haven't made it out of the divisional round since 2012, uh, although they've had a couple wildcard wins over that time. Now, uh, obviously, players change, uh, but the coach has been the constant, uh, and the game starts at 0-0. So looking ahead, Arch, um, I-, I feel like if I can get Chiefs-Ravens early in the the week with the Chiefs in your zone, maybe plus the four and a half, five or so, I would totally jump on it. What, what, what would you say? Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I, I, I plus four, yeah, probably would. But um, you know, this isn't in theory. This is an entirely new Ravens styled offense. You know, they're they're running more um, of a traditional offense than they had been in the past. It's not so reliant on Lamar just running around and, and creating something. So we'll true. see. But I mean, y- you pointed out Harbaugh, for whatever reason, has a tough time coaching when it's a close game. 
He's he does. a very good coach. He's a very good coach when they're front runners. Like he's <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, when they're up by thirty, it's not hard to coach when you're at that point, Arch. It feels like it feels it feels like that's a great point for it to put in a Harbaugh coach, right? Yeah, right. I mean, if you give him a slam dunk, he can he can throw it down. Oh yeah, no, he can he he, he can throw it down. You know uh, that that is what we have seen though with the Ravens is they have been in some of those uh, get punched in the mouth, low scoring, weird games. Uh, for instance, against the Steelers or earlier in the season, uh, and it, it feels like they can uh, be had in some of those matchups, uh, especially in the playoffs where it's just one game where all the pressure's on that one game, and uh, they're you know they, they, we always say rust versus rest, but it's more like mentality. It, I, I think more of uh, the mentality of these players going into it, and uh, if they've had to kind of carry that. Uh, you know, um, ha- the need to win throughout uh, multiple games um, and kind of getting in that right mindset. So, um, you know, we may as well talk about the other game that happened yesterday, which did have kind of a little bit of that going on with uh, the Ke- uh, it was the coach of the year bowl. Kevin Stefanski's Cleveland Browns visiting D'Amico Ryan's Houston Texans. Uh, first off, before the weekend, uh, Stefanski odds for coach of the year was minus a thousand ish. Unfortunately for him, uh, coach of the year does include the playoffs. It's not a w- regular season award like MVP, offensive player of the year, etc. So the Texans try the Browns yesterday, 45-14. According to uh, the four-letter network, the Texans had an 80% probability to win midway through the third quarter. So, with that in mind, Arch, do you think uh, that thorough undressing may move the needle a little bit for a coach of the year conversation? Oh, yeah. How could it not, right? I mean, if that's part of the, if that's part of your decision-making process, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it has to be part of the not? process. Right. And just like we talked about on Wednesday, Joe Flacco turned back into Joe Flacco. On Saturday, he certainly looked. He certainly looked like uh, Joe Flacco playing for the uh, Jets out there. Well, you know, he he, he sure did uh, turn back into a pumpkin. But similarly, spinning forward to next week, unless the Steelers pull off an impressive upset tomorrow, the Texans will be seeing the Ravens. So, uh, yeah. do you think the Texans have any shot against the Ravens, or do you think that uh, you know the Texans' carriage is going to finally turn back into a pumpkin itself as well? I typically do think that. Yeah, uh, the divisional round is when a lot of wild card teams get that cold water splashed in their face. Like. Mm-hmm. Wake up. But I mean, this is a weird season. I mean, anything can happen in this season. We've seen it. This has been a down year for offenses. It's kind of been a little more sloppy. Uh, Maybe this is just the, you know, this is just the time when a defense running game, you know, wins you you championships. (laughs) We're back to 1982. Man, perhaps it does, but uh, you know CJ Stroud has been pretty prolific back there uh, as a passer. He's he's looked solid as a passer and as as, as been you know uh, definitely threatening downfield, which and, and kind of had no fear about that, which has been uh, really a lot of fun to watch. Uh, made, oh, made, yeah. made the Texans team a lot more of a of an interesting uh, squad out there. Uh, so definitely very interested to see kind of what happens, especially with the coach of the year stuff, because I I know that we hopped on uh, Stefanski late in the season, but. I punched a D'Amico Ryan's ticket earlier in the season. I, I bought myself a ticket for that, and I'm hoping to punch it here uh, after that win. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's you know, it's good. It's good to be nice and spread out like that. Arch, uh, was there anything else you took away from yesterday's games, and anything maybe that would inform you about uh, how maybe today and tomorrow are going to play out in this round of the playoffs? I know you mentioned that uh, just moments ago that it's kind of been a weird year. So with that in mind, do we think we're going to get some weirdier stuff happening today and tomorrow? Obviously, uh, you know, postponement of a game has happened already. Yeah, that that is weird. Uh, has that ever happened before in playoff football? Not that I can think of. I, but I although I, I would I would say that player safety is a little bit more in the forefront now than it was, let's say twenty years ago or something like that. Mm. So it feels like uh, perhaps there maybe is a little bit more of a like a oh we all like we we all went through COVID together. We're not going outside of our house. The players shouldn't have to go outside of their house either. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you think player safety is at the forefront of their mind when pieces of Mahomes' helmet is falling off while he's playing quarterback? <laughs> 
I mean, they did get him a new helmet right away. They stopped the game to do that, Arch. They, they, I mean, that was that was unprecedented. Them stopping the game, no timeout, no nothing to give him a helmet. I mean, again, player safety is at, is is probably the major thing at hand. But apparently, I mean, I, I was listening to the the call of the game, and uh, who was it? Terry McCauley or whoever was the uh, yeah, refing yeah. analyst was was uh, having a conniption about it, or was was beside himself about uh, them stopping the game for this because uh, yeah, it, it it does technically benefit, uh, you know, probably the, the the Chiefs in that situation. Yeah, you would think it does, but uh turned out it didn't. <laughs> Running right. around like fools trying to call a play and get Mahomes um, a new helmet, and uh, it turns out that yeah, maybe they should have just taken a timeout there. Yes, but I mean, they did still stop the clock. They did still, st- I mean, they stopped the clock and they stopped the game for, for a helmet switch. I mean, for him to just yeah, like, but walk I mean, off. It was they, pure, they, it was it pure was chaos. chaos is what yeah. I'm saying. And the Chiefs weren't ready to run a play. They, they It would have been better to take a timeout, you know, do an equipment change, make sure everything's good. You need to take the full, you know, full time out i get you know you do have you do have a point that if it was a little bit more organized uh there was a little there's a little bit more understanding uh from all sides as to what the hell was going on there that that would have made a little bit more sense uh or or could have been uh, a little bit more well handled but okay uh arch before we get into talking about uh, the games that are in the future, uh, let's talk about the book club real fast. Because the book club it is our private Discord server, chock full of bets, memes, and other sports player stuff, including prime access to Arch's ice picks. If you want to check out the book club and some classy folks, we'll give you a one-time three-day-for-free trial just to try it out. And then after that, it's only 25 bucks a month. Uh, all you have to do to catch uh, what we got going on in there is head on over to backdoorcover.org or everyonehateswens.com. You can put on your gambling goggles and join us in the book club. Okay, Arch, so we got two games today and two on Monday, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, first one today that we got. We'll just let's just chronologically go in order through all these okay. and talk about what we got. I'm definitely betting on both of the games today. Uh, I and I am I, I have thoughts about the games tomorrow, but uh, I, I feel like I'm going to be waiting till closer to kickoff on those ones. But anywho, um, starting with the Green Bay Packers visiting Eggs Dallas Cowboys. Uh, interestingly, the Packers they have won eight of the last nine matchups between these two teams, including last year's return of Mike McCarthy game and the last two playoff matchups uh, in 2016 and the 2014. Des Bryant didn't catch it, but he definitely caught it. Game. Uh, the line is was at seven and a half when we recorded on Wednesday, and boy did we hope we could uh, get a little, maybe a little bit better by game time. Well, the gambling gods have been banging the Packers line with the hook. So this morning, I can get that at Dallas uh, minus seven, and I think I'm going to take it. Uh, The Cowboys, they've really taken care of business against lesser opponents throughout the season being the commanders by a combined 63 points over their two games this season, uh, aiding in the, Leasons, uh, the Eagles' late-season slide with a 20-point margin of victory, and uh, for the most part, winning the ones they should throughout the season. Honestly, uh, I think this Packers team is going to be outclassed, ma- uh, massively outscored, and it's a good thing the Sacks kitten is at work all day, because I'm going to be enjoying cashing this one with the Cowboys' minus seven, Arch. Uh, where are you at here? Would it be a little divisive in your house, with you running around screaming as the Packers lose? Would that cause a little friction in, in the home? You know, I would normally contain myself if uh, if the sax kitten was in the house with me, but given that uh, the sax kitten will not be here, I will be. I, I'm not even going to wear pants for the for the game. <laughs> Although, yeah. if the sax kitten was here, I, I may not wear pants either. But continue. Oh, oh, okay. This is a Sunday morning show, man. We don't need all that. Listen, there, there's a reason why I'm not somewhere else on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. sighs> man, I, I I do like the Cowboys minus seven. I agree. Yeah. I, this feels like the square sucker play. But, man, I want that score sucker play. I do think the Cowboys come in and win by more than seven points. So I'll jump on it with you. Let's just let's be John Q. Public here. There we go. Now, it is it is a big line over there at the uh, 50 and a half, uh, shading to 51 at some books, it looks like. Um, do you have any thoughts on that total? Do you think that it's going to be that high? I mean, uh, the, the 
uh, Cowboys have shown the propensity to get into a lot of high-scoring games, although it hasn't feel, uh, felt like uh, that so much recently, whereas the Packers have been in more uh, 50-point affairs uh, yeah. over the last month, I would say. Yeah, I am kind of shading on the over here. I'm just Mr. S- Mr. Mr. Square Public here likes the <laughs> over in this one. Like, yeah, yeah, take the minus seven, take the over, and just, you know. There we go. What, it, but, what, well, what are you doing in your life? Well, this is this is a game between uh, you know uh, two very historic teams that have played a lot of games uh, in their history against one another. So, I mean, you know, there's 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 a lot of uh, old fashioned NFL kind of history behind this matchup. So it is it, it, maybe maybe being a square sucker for those kinds of matchups. Maybe maybe that's the maybe that's the play here in this one. Um, yeah, I I don't think there's any way I, you could hop on uh, Packers plus three hundred here. I don't I, I, even if the Sacks kitten was. Uh, into it. I don't think that she would be willing to risk that much on this team. So I, uh, I given where they are and especially how Joe Barry's defense has looked. So let's hope that uh, the Cowboys can take advantage of that. Put up 21, play from ahead, uh, from, from being ahead by a bunch and uh, may, uh, kind of, you know, do exactly reiterate what they did last weekend against the commanders. Let's let, let's now, see if we can get one of those. On the flip side, on the flip side, hmm. wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny if the Packers lose and then, or excuse me, the Packers win this game? And then this time next year, we're talking about Bill Belichick's uh, Dallas Cowboys facing oh my God. the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> you, you don't think that they would move away from McCarthy after two years like that? Do you think well, if Belichick? If Belichick's out there, I wonder. So actually, there are. Uh, I, I was looking. It does. It does look like there are some odds to be had on um, uh, uh, where Belichick will go. I'm going to work on pu- pulling that up. Well, uh, well, we go through the next game, and then maybe we can talk about Belichick landing spots and stuff like that before we get into the Monday games. So the uh, next game that's on the list here uh, that's happening tonight is the Los Angeles Rams at the Detroit Lions. Now. The Rams ended their season hot, winning seven of eight, covering in six of seven, and as I mentioned on the midweek show, midweek show, averaging just under thirty points a game in that seven-game span, even with Carson Wentz at the helm in uh, Week 18. Now, the Lions have been somewhat hot themselves, winning four of six uh, to end the season, covering five of those games. However, that may be because they played the Vikings twice, the Bears, and the Saints, and then the Broncos uh, during that span, uh, with their only playoff competition really coming in a losing effort against the Cowboys in Week 17. So, we touched on. This during the midweek show and earlier today, but those Texans had more or less a week 18 playoff game, so they seemingly were able to carry that playoff mojo into yesterday's win. Seemingly, the Rams uh, have pretty much had to remain hot throughout the last portion of their season to even have a chance to make the playoffs, uh, albeit in a very middling NFC. Uh, regardless, I think the underdog Rams have more of a chance here uh, than than kind of what they're getting. So I'm hopping on the Rams plus the three right now. It feels like that's the side I like. I, I almost like the Rams money line here at plus 140, Arch. Am I, am, am I absolutely nuts? Do I need to be talked off the ledge here? Or is that uh, is that the less square side? No, I think I think the Rams money line might be the play uh, of mm. this game, much oh. more than the spread. Oh. I, think, <laughs> I, 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 I think the Rams have a real shot to win the game, and that plus line is really enticing. If they don't win the game, I fear it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> oh, really? You fear that the Rams could get absolutely blown out by the Lions? That, 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 that's my only, that's my concern. That's just like, mm. that, that to me seems like the most plausible two outcomes. Uh, so let's jump on the Rams money line and just nothing else. Yellow that one. Now it sounds like that. That one sounds healthy. Uh, you can catch it right now. It looks like plus one forty at MGM. So that seems uh, like a pretty good proposition to me. Total here is at a very high fifty two and a half. That's the highest of the weekend. And uh, also, I had mentioned on the uh, earlier on the midweek show that I had hopped on Matthew Stafford most passing yards of any quarterback. Uh, 
this weekend in the wild card round of the postseason. Yeah. That was at plus 550. Looks like last I checked, the Lions had shifted just a hair with Dak moving down to plus 450. Uh, mm. Stafford staying at 550. And then uh, I forget who was the uh, who, who was second uh, tied. Oh, it wasn't Goff. Uh, oh, it was Dak. Dak has remained at five hundred. So, or wait, oh, okay, Dak down. okay. No, no, Dak's down to four fifty, and then who's oh. forgetting who's at five hundred? There's uh, there's one other quarterback who was tied with them. But um, regardless, I, I've remained or uh, that line continued to be uh, Stafford at plus five fifty. I still like that with this total this high. It seems like this may be some level of shootout, and Matthew Stafford is just uh, winging the ball all over the field, uh, especially a field that is pristine and indoors and doesn't have to deal with all the weather that's happening in a lot of the other games that we're seeing. I get the feeling that this could be uh. Pre- pretty reasonable opportunity for Stafford to put up a statistically fantastic performance, maybe even in a loss, if in a loss. It may, maybe so, yeah. Uh, I'm going to shade the under just a little bit, uh, that 52 Ooh. and a half. I, I, yeah, I'm thinking this is more of a 51 you know, uh, point game. Got it. 48. So. A, hair, a hair under, a hair under. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, well, let's, you know, let's real quick, uh, okay, I'm pulling up the uh, coaching props right now that we have for where coaches are going to go, and so uh, where where would you think that uh, Belichick would go? Because right now, it looks like uh, the odds-on favorite is that he's not the head coach of an NFL team in week one of next year. Right now, that is plus 120, according to uh, DraftKings Sportsbook here. It looks like you can catch Atlanta Falcons at plus 200. Um Washington Commanders is at plus 800. LA Chargers plus 1,000. Tennessee Titans plus 1,300. Carolina Panthers plus 3,500. New York Giants plus 6,000. New York Jets plus 7,500. And New Orleans Saints plus 7,500. Then you can do any other team plus 400. So they're, they're, they're kind of covering their ass. Oh, man, that's a tough one. I think the Commanders is off the table. I think you can throw that out. They already hired yeah. their general manager, right? Like, And they've yeah. already got that. They've already moved that way. I don't mm-hmm. think the new GM is going to be keen on letting Belichick come in and want to make personnel decisions. Well, Belichick did actually, you know, that is one of the things that I had complained and uh, bellyached about throughout the season is the fact that Belichick is the problem. And he is the reason why they are where they are right now. And the fact that they have, uh, you know, essentially hamstrung themselves with terrible uh, decisions with regards to personnel and uh, player management. Um, and that that has been basically a. Uh, essentially a Belichick decision this entire time. It sounded like earlier in the month, or at least uh, within the last few weeks, uh, it it was somewhere on Belichick's side that it sounded like something came out that he might be interested in relinquishing some of those duties and actually working with a GM and not not being uh, the same Belichick that he's been for this whole time. Maybe maybe at least uh, actually taking someone else's advice. So if that's the case, I mean, that, that would open the door for him to work with any of these teams ideally realistically if if that's the case does that change your thought process or do you think that he's still gonna try and take a place where he can be you know uh, have a vice grip on how how the team runs and how it all works he's gonna want some control like you said uh i don't know like it's i don't know how much this uh this brain trust the commanders have is gonna allow him to take over so i still think the commanders are probably out got it so we still think it's a good spot god it's a good spot though man the commanders would be really interesting spot. They're going to be picking pretty high, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Not a bad job. I mean, but here's the thing. Look at a team like the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons, they're not going to be picking that low, and they're in a shit division. Look at that. That's, I mean, it, p- part of the reason why uh, the Patriots had such great success before is because they were playing against the dregs of the uh, 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 of the right, AFC, right. you know, uh, East. So w- with that in mind, I mean, maybe he goes to a team that uh, is not playing against necessarily the greatest competition. You got the Tennessee Titans. There you go. AFC South. Like, come on. That's, there's, oh, God. The you Titans know, right? Is such a, just, the Titans is such a, a 
how much rebuilding does Belichick want to do? How much does he want to be a part of that? Or how much does he want to come in and just take an average, slightly above average team to the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, yeah, but that's what Brady did, right? Brady joined a pretty damn good team, and then it's like, oh, look, it's all Tom Brady. It was nobody else. That is the case. That is the case. Well, you know, I, I guess if you look down the list a little bit further, uh, there are some teams that already have like more of a put-together defense, like, say, the Jets that are on this list. Uh, it, I guess DraftKings believes that uh, Robert Sala's job may be up or uh, may, may be uh, in question if Belichick is available or if there's an opportunity there. I mean, it's outside shot 75 to 1 but i mean that feels like if anything uh looking through all of those different situations the jets don't feel like the worst mm. you know I, no, and it feels like the worst. I, but do you fire sala for <laughs> I, for everything that isn't his fault yeah hmm. i mean aaron Rodgers getting hurt wasn't his fault having like a, a new york giants level offensive line wasn't his fault yeah, the, this is true. There's a lot of stuff that was not his fault there. Uh, but yeah. at a certain point, you do have to like uh, you you eventually have to pay for these errors. And there's um, it, I guess that uh, it feels like the GM is not going anywhere in uh, in. Uh, in, in New York, at least to me, it feels like the GM ain't going nowhere. And so uh, I, I kind of get the feeling that uh, Robert Sala may be the one who does get dumped, if anything, with this ownership group, the, the, the way that it could go. That's just that's just the way that I kind of uh, view that. It feels it, it, it and it feels like Sala's had a couple of rough seasons, although I really like what he's done. And it feels like he has, uh, you know, translated his defense from the 49ers yeah. uh, into, uh, you know, uh, what they're doing with the Jets right now. And it, it is a that is what has kept what made the Jets interesting this year was the fact that even with Zach Wilson back there, they were still uh, a fascinating team that that had an opportunity in multiple games, including winning the first yeah. game of the season with after right. losing Rodgers, you know, for for snaps into the game. It all depends on how the uh, the diva of the team how feels about Sala, right? I mean, he That's joined true. the Jets because he apparently, I mean, he must have liked Robert Sala. We, mm-hmm. So, I mean, having Aaron Rodgers vote of confidence has got to mean something. That that probably means something, but I wonder if the ownership is uh, knows how long their uh, their their deal is with Rodgers, and especially after getting the full year of Rodgers treatment, where even uh, not playing, he still showed up every week for the uh, Pat McAfee show and all of his other uh, engagements and stuff like that. I wonder if that was maybe a little bit tiresome for this Jet squad, because <laughs> I, I would imagine <laughs> that would be tiresome for me if I was in the ownership chair. But uh, regardless, all right, let's talk about the games that we got going on uh, tomorrow. Art, so we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo. Hello, Bills. Uh, thanks to get this game's postponement uh, to Monday. Arch and I caught a few more Z's uh, last night this morning and delayed the podcast a little bit. So, uh, regardless, this will allow both teams a little bit more time to rest, heal, and prepare for the game. However, the weather is still going to be pretty crap, obviously. So, uh, they they move the game for the weather. However, it, it's, it's probably not going to be as uh, severe as it would have been uh, if they had played today. Today, although still severe. Regardless, uh, this game has remained uh, at Buffalo by 10, although uh, before we recorded, there was a nine and a half out there that has since disappeared. That is gone. So uh, also the total here was at 37 and a half, 38 still in that range. Uh, looks like you can still get a 38, but 37 and a half is the number uh, it as much as I want to bet on this one. It just feels like a stay away. I, I think the bills win and cover. Uh, 
But with a total this low and a spread this high, it feels like uh, there's kind of a very small margin of success for the side that I really want to be on here. So I'm, I'm just kind of going to lean the Bills minus the nine and a half, minus the nine and a half. I mean, if 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 that thing dips back down to nine and a half, or let's say uh, you know maybe I'm watching this guy for a live line or something like that, and it's uh, deadlocked later, and you know we can catch him at an eight or something, I would feel a lot better about that. Uh, but at, at this time, it just feels like a, a kind of a stay away arch. Do you, do you have a side on this one? Do you have something you like? I I I don't. I mean, I want to bet Buffalo, but everything's just too shitty out there. <laughs> everything's too shitty. The weather's crap. The Steelers are crap. Like I just hate everything about this. Um, I'm gonna lean Buffalo with you in that ten. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Uh, okay, you're gonna have to you have to sneak into the bathroom at work and and you know check out the line before the before kickoff. What is this gonna be like? Two thirty your time tomorrow. Yeah, this is yeah, this is gonna be like right in the middle of the game. Lucky uh, tomorrow though, it is not a uh, a day that I have to show up for work, given that it oh, is a holiday. Nice. So thank you, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, for uh, giving you, us you giving us for, an opportunity. You work for the government? What is this like <laughs> banker holiday here? Listen, nobody wants to take saxophone lessons on uh, on a day of remembrance like this. Okay, Arch, there's that. This oh. is the way that things go. It's just it's 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 important that uh, you know jazz doesn't persist always. It has to. They, jazz, jazz needs a break too. All right. Uh, looking, looking at that game though, it looks like Mason Rudolph over half an interception is at minus one forty five. Arch, is that uh, is that too juiced for you, or do you think that that's uh, almost that's a accurate. value? That's probably. That's, I think that's probably accurate. Can we can we get can we go over to one and a half? Can we get mm. to two. Uh, you know what? Let me the... uh, let, let me let me do some more uh, seeking of that because I know that there are yeah. some uh, specific books that I go to that tend to offer, as we like to call them, the wackadoodle lines. So uh, yeah. maybe maybe I can find one of those out there for you. Uh, okay, so I think that uh, I think right now we're we're kind of both in the same boat here. Stay away. We we do really like Buffalo. If we can catch Buffalo at anything better than what what they're getting right now into the nine and a half right. ten, you know we, we dig it. Okay, uh, the final game this weekend, Philadelphia Eagles, the sickly Eagles visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Arch, uh, let's get weird. This game was closer to five earlier in this week. Uh, it felt like it, it but uh, no, it was. It, it's remained around the three zone uh, and then two and a half at some yeah. books now. So, Arch, uh, I know you liked the Eagles earlier this week with the Eagles minus three, and the line has now moved to uh, uh, minus Two and a half is what you can even catch at Ooh. some books. So, uh, it, it, with that being the case, I'm guessing you like that even more. Yes, I still, yeah, I still like the Eagles. Yeah, uh, they're not scaring me off. I any idea what side everyone's hitting? Like, I would assume yeah. everyone's hitting the Eagles side, right? Or no? I, yeah, I would assume everyone's hitting the Eagles side as the well. Is the, the wrong way? Yeah, that's uh, that 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 would be strange if the line is moving the other way and it, with everyone hitting the Eagles. I mean, how how does that make you feel? Are you are are you confident in that side still, or do you feel like you uh, you know, uh, it's 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 kind of making you question things a little bit more right now? No, I don't question anything. I don't question anything. Just you don't pr- question anything. Press forward. Just fuck it. Take the Eagles minus the three. We've talked about this so much throughout the course of all these Sunday shows that you mm-hmm. know how we feel about Baker Mayfield, and you know. People are going to say he's injured, he's hurt, his ribs are broken, he's cracked, he's damaged, but he always has the same trajectory every year as it gets later and later in the year, the season. He looks less and less effective. This is true. This is true. Uh, and uh, it's it's been it's been hard to uh, to enjoy the Buccaneers, especially after they uh, more or less like rolled their way into the playoffs, uh, having a terrible divisional loss to the Saints where they were, uh, you know, they, they looked piss poor in week 17 and then week 18, just barely finding a way to score three field goals against 
the power ranked worst team in the NFL. Arch, that that that, that uh, I mean, a, a really abysmal squad. Um, it, it's it, it's kind of hard to to like the Eagles right now. Um, and yeah. for that reason, I do like the Bucks to keep it close, but I'm not hopping on it right now. I think the Eagles score early, and so I'm going to look for a live opportunity in this one. Maybe catch it more in your zone, Arch, like a four and a half, five zone. Like if if you think that you can catch the Eagles scoring a field goal right out the gate, I think that it shifts to four and a half, five, something like that. And I think that's a place where I would happily uh, take. Um, you know, bucks plus five, you know, that's that that feels yeah. like that feels like the zone that I want to be in. So uh, that's that's kind of my play that I'm going to wait on for this one. Uh, that's you know, smart. Yeah. You know, I was looking at also uh, just trying to pick winners, just trying to pick winners here, because you know what? I have uh, there's some books that will offer you like a, uh, a parlay where you do a four leg parlay. And if one leg misses, then uh, you, you, you get a, a free bet back. So with that in mind, uh, here's what I was looking at. Cowboys win the game. Rams plus the three. Bills win the game. And then getting wild here, Bucks win the game. Okay? Ooh. If you if you mix all of that together, so that's my fourth leg that I think is gonna fail. Okay? There that, that could fail, that I'm gonna allow to fail so I can get a free bet here out of this thing. But if I do that, I can catch that around uh it, it was seven forty five is what I was getting uh before we started recording. That does not seem like the worst way to throw away a free bet. Arch, what no, are the thoughts? No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like a worse way to throw, go throw away free bet. I'm worried you're going to go 500 in this one, though. Like, so, oh, really? You think that? You think yeah. that I'm? Uh, so, uh, are, are you afraid that the uh, what is what is the, the, the lions? Least the lions side? pull off the pull ah, off the, the, the lions, lions. Fuck you. Cover. Got it. They, they cover big time. Yeah, that's that's my concern. That, but other than that, why not? If it's a free bet, who cares? I know, right? If it's a free bet, you may, listen. You got to put it on the on the super high plus money stuff here. So, uh, Arch, what else you got? Is there anything else you're uh, looking at or coming up this weekend? Any any other fun stuff you want to give out to listeners today? Uh, I think that's it, right? Just football. Uh, I haven't run the hockey numbers yet. Hmm. So well. Uh, I am uh, obviously anxiously awaiting those hockey numbers. So if you want to anxiously await those numbers as well, all you got to do is join the book club at everyonehateswets.com. But, homies, that's all we've got for you this morning. So you can follow us on the podcast and on our Twitter at BackdoorCN or our Instagram at Backdoor.Bets, where we've got all kinds of sneak peeks of the book club throughout the week. You can join the book club at everyonehateswets.com. And until next week... You stay classy, muchachos. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents.